Hey, it's the Random Fandom with Brandon Brandon, back with you for the first time in 2023, which you know what that means. That means we're going to try for another year to make this podcast a whole a 12 months ahead of us to try to actually get this thing off the ground floor. But you know what? Some... I feel like the first seven years were just a practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. 143 episodes, just practice. Oh, yes. We are in episode 144. Thank you for mentioning it. Hope your uh, New Year's off to a good start. But honestly... If you want to make a New Year's resolution or change, just do it anytime. 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 Don't we didn't. We, yeah. Would you have a resolution on that note, though? Yeah, I want to masturbate more. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. <laughs> why? Why? We we <laughs> we might have a tie-in okay. just for you. Oh, you're like because this morning. No, like, no, no, no. Uh, okay. There there might be someone interested in making this episode possible that might oh. be right up your alley. Oh, we got a fake sponsor coming our way in the masturbatory industry. Uh, well, you just took the joke out a little bit, but that's okay. Oh, we'll still okay. see if we can make this happen. Good one. Sorry. So in 2023, you're going to stop ruining, you know, segues and punchlines, I'm right? I'm going to try. Yeah, that's no, all we no, ask. No, no promise. Why don't you read, the, what, what's the fake sponsor? Why don't well, you thank you so much for asking. Tell us what we got here. And, uh, you know, just being a jerk off. Get it? Okay. <laughs> um, so, Brandon. Uh-huh. How are you? Great. You're hungry, right? I am. And horny. Always. Uh, yeah. So I want to let you know about a likely solution for your problems. Okay. Okay. All right, so I'm talking to you, but I'm talking in a non-Brandon Green voice. Okay. Well, state of mind. I'm still going to sound the same. All right. But just picture me as someone else, like a stranger on the street. Is it weird if I stare at you while picturing somebody else? You kind of have to. Okay. Okay. Hey, if you're like me, you love Applebee's, right? Absolutely. Yeah, all that great service and delicious food that allows you to eat good in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood, right. Absolutely. But you know what they don't allow? Jerking off? Public masturbation. Oh, wow. Exactly. Okay. We're I know. On the same page. I know. It's pretty disgusting. It's 2023. We've come so far, and yet. And yet, we can't do that in a public. It's two steps forward, one step back, and yep. that's a big one step back. Let me tell you. Fortunately for guys like you uh-huh. and me, great. Uh, there is a new restaurant that takes the down home charm and an exquisite cuisine of Applebee's, and get ready for this. They let you masturbate. Like it. I like it. Right there at the table. I like it. Absolutely. Secret sauce? I don't know. Introducing the new Fapplebee's. Oh. Yeah, neat. Are you in a hurry? Always. Fapplebee's has got you. No problem. Check out the curbside pickup and whack off. So it's like a carjacking while you're waiting for your your food. Wait, wait. carjacking means they steal your car. It's a jacking, a different kind of jacking in the car. Confirm. Yeah. Really good Wi-Fi at all locations, of Uh course. So, Uh you know, you got your uh, motivation. Fapplebee's. Now you're beating good in the neighborhood. (laughs) It's located right next to Tiny Wonders Kindergarten and Father Tinsley's Catholic Parish. That makes two me places uncomfortable. You know what? It, it's a startup company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're in their first seven-year yeah. phase, just sure. like our podcast. Sure. Oh, now I'm regular me again. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Thank you, Fapplebees. Check them out. Go get that food. And you know what? Here's the thing. Mm. If you like turn your heater on, I have found in my own experiences, like when you're jerking off like in weird situations your nervous system kicks in a little more because, you know, there's the fear of getting caught or adrenaline or danger, uh-huh. especially if you turn your heater on and it's a cold uh-huh. winter day. So you're going to need something to replenish all that salt and electrolyte loss, correct? Okay. So they got you. There it is. Problem solved. Okay. And we've got a problem to solve the problem of did we like Black Panther Wakanda forever? We it's just... Th- we are several minutes into this episode, and we, I don't think we've mentioned what we're topic. Yeah, but topic people is. see it on the title. That's when they, true. They click. Good point. Yeah, I know. So remind us again, Brandon. What is our topic today? 
Well, thank you so much for asking. It's public. No, it's uh, it's the now belated viewing that we had the other day yeah. of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I want to say BP two. It kind of has a nice ring to it, but it's I like not. It. But it, they never put a two anywhere in the title. It's just a t- uh-huh. the title and a subtitle. Wakanda Forever, which is by the way, the whole the whole thing goes, and at no point is like I do I recognize why the words Wakanda Forever are a part of the title. Besides it just being like the saying, right? Yeah. It's just it's the saying that they've had, and it's their like pose. It's their their, but it their signature. There's nothing about this that's like, oh, we're solidifying Wakanda. Well, Wakanda came I, over you know, under attack. True, I guess. So they had to really make sure that it by defending it, it stays forever. That's, um, I accept that. Yeah, I accept that. Yeah. So Wakanda Forever. We'll, we'll has go been for, out for full spoilers. That's again, really, anyone who's listening to this podcast. Yeah. If you're that down in the geek den, you've probably already seen it. So hopefully we're not ruining anything for you. If not, come back after you watch it. It's going to be on Disney Plus probably like in a couple of weeks. But I was just like, hey, you know, it's a, a few hours to kill with my my friends. Right. So there we and did it. It's worth saying that we do not like going to theaters, which is why it took us so long. No, to I've been see very this. clear about that. But it's at the same time, I, f- I think we both felt like this is one that we really just need to experience and almost just for the sake sure. of this podcast too let yeah. alone our own personal interest yeah. just get it out of the way because it would it would be a misfire to not acknowledge this so we're starting off 2023 by talking about a movie that came out in 2022 right. better late than never hey we'll take it what are your uh what are your thoughts My overall thoughts yeah you, you, on our way back so we all took the same car um, i was wanting you guys to shut up because i'm like oh save it for the podcast but that's why i didn't engage with you specifically right okay yeah. well Yes, um, but a lot of the conversation was Emily, my wife, talking about her thoughts on it, and I was just kind of bouncing off. I didn't that. disagree with her questions. I didn't disagree with your answers either. Right. But I think I feel like there was an overall negative type tone in the car to the movie, and I was I felt like I was just tired. I it was, was a long. It was movie. a long movie, three hours. Yeah, and this we went full disclosure. We went on saw this on New Year's Eve. And I didn't realize this movie would cut into the potential for us to hang out later. So I was just like, you know, that's why I was kind of irritated. Because mm. <laughs> I was like, I would have rather seen an earlier screening had I known it really was going to be the song from, you know, right. gate to gate. Yeah. No big deal. But um, yeah, I, I felt like there was a majority of the discussion in the car. Granted, you weren't as much playing a big part of that discussion because you're probably saving it for this. Driving. It was too. fairly negative. And I was, I felt myself being the defender of the movie. Um, That's a horrible way to be because the defenders sucked. The defenders, the, the Marvel's defenders did. Really Could you imagine suck. if you were like part of them? Like you got Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Brandon, Brandon Jewell, Jewell. <laughs> with his powers to dress nicely. I'm the, hey, I'm the glue that keeps them together. My superpower is family. Oh, uh, yeah. Just believe in love yeah. and put your hand out and you can tame a dinosaur <laughs> if you believe. So my, so my overall thoughts, just yeah. to answer your question. Thanks for sidestepping it for five minutes until to get to this point. You're very welcome. Anytime. You're like, my overall thoughts is this movie is worth defending. <laughs> I, well, I, it is. That's okay. actually a good but way to put it. Does that make it a good thing? I actually, or just I you? like this movie. I thought it was a, a good movie. Is it as good as the first movie? No. Um, is it in my top 10 Marvel movies? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, we've got like, what do we, what do, I don't even know what we're at now. Like 26, maybe, movies? I'm going to say I, just around 30 some, feels right for around, me to say. And so I would put this somewhere mid-tier. Yeah, like that's I, fair. I didn't dislike it. I wasn't disappointed with it. It was not 
like the latest Thor movie where I'm just let's let's face it, wondering it, it was how they got there. Not that this is high praise in and of itself, but by the law of comparisons, it was one of the better MCU movies of 2022. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So for that reason, I did like it. Okay. I would put it as a mid-tier Marvel movie. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. There were still things I did not like. Sure. I will just tell you right off the bat, the movie was too long. It, and it really seemed to me suffer from pacing in the middle and last portion of the movie. Hmm. It set up things that it didn't quite have the capabilities to pay off. I'll get more into that. Um, and it seemed very isolated. This was one of the first times where I felt there really wasn't a lot of crossover to other happenings or events. You know, the only other event they've acknowledged is Black Panther, as far as a movie experience. Right. Um, there was no tie into the greater... They mentioned Thanos once. That was it. It was just mm -hmm. a kind of a... Not a throwaway line, but a very passing line. Right. I really liked this movie in the first half. I thought it, they were just clicking. That first 15 minutes was beautiful. Just when they bring up the Marvel um, sizzle reel at the beginning, it's just in the hue of yeah. purple and it's just silent and it's just him. I thought that was very cool. Not only honoring the fact that, you know, of course, Chadwick Boseman's gone from real life, but the character is now um, sort of different or, yeah. you know, just retired. I think they did a good job of sort of immortalizing him in the movie. Yeah. Right. Like allowing the audience to feel the sadness that the characters feel in the movie. Yes. Um, I thought that was good. And they did it at the end too. Yeah. And I thought both of those bookends were really well done. Yeah, me too. I thought right around the time where Shuri goes to Namor's home, it really got bogged down mm -hmm. and it really started feeling like a slog. I didn't like that. I found myself oddly rooting for the villain. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought he was completely reasonable and I don't like that. And in a movie that's called Black Panther, I was ruined for Namor. Well, I don't mind having complex hero villain stories where there's an issue of both could be right, depending on how you look at it, yeah. or depending on where you come from in that story. Mm -hmm. And from Namor's perspective, yeah, I could see it. They're saying, hey, we just need to kill this one person because she save exposed our us. society, yeah. our entire society. But it breaks down in a couple of ways. One, killing that one person doesn't do anything to actually keep anybody from finding their society. Because she's she was an engineer. Once again, this is all spoilers. The Ironheart... Ray Ray. Ray Ray? Ray Ray? I don't know. Um, Ray Ray? <laughs> Ray Ray? Yeah. Just developed a technology, but then didn't know it was actually used on this larger machine. So how is it that killing the person who originally developed the technology is going to stop it from being just literally reproduced? You know the engineers who created, used her technology to create this machine that finds the um, vibranium. They're, they've got the specs somewhere. They can easily recreate the machine. Killing her doesn't stop that. I think their thought was it dies with her. But that's... I mean, logic just takes over and says that's not how that would ever work. Okay. So that was something that throughout the movie, I just was like, but why are they trying to kill her? This one student who didn't know her technology was even being used. Yeah. So that was, it, it came down to like, I would have rather almost it been them saying, we're we're in danger and we need to stop like 
the we need to bring down the entire company or kill all the engineers, right? So there was like a, a larger threat of the people from Atlantis are going to murder multiple people, right? Versus this one girl. Mm. And then it would have actually made it so that that feeling that you were feeling of like, yeah, I think they're justified. Killing one to save many, that's a trolley issue, right? The trolley. Yeah. The, the obvious solution is kill less if you have to. But in this case, if they would have made the danger from Atlantis a little bit bigger, then I don't know. It just didn't, just didn't, the whole thing didn't feel justified to me. Sure. Um, I really liked, you know, like I said, in the first portion of the movie, it felt like it was clicking cool. And I really liked how the uh, Namor's people were introduced and they're doing that yeah. like kind of siren song and hypnotizing yeah. people that cool. using sonic attacks. And I was like, kind of almost like horror-ish mm -hmm. and just watching people like, you Straight know, up just jumping jump into, into the water and a never... lot of people died in this movie. Yeah. A lot of people did die. Um, I like that. I thought the ending, I had a problem with the ending. I thought it was a very much, it felt like a cop out, hmm. you know, like then why are we doing all this fighting for two and a half hours for a 10 minute payoff that were just like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Let's just, work together and shake our hands and yeah. go our separate ways. It was ways. like, we couldn't talk about it before, but now that I've beat you in combat, let's talk about it. Yeah. It didn't fit. Yeah. It, it, it felt a little out of step with the, the plot of the movie. Right. I would have liked for someone just to make a definitive statement. Sure. Um, I liked the fact that there was a lot of uh, continuing inclusion. This is, to me, the first time we've seen like people of a Hispanic nature yeah make it on screen as super powered yeah that was really interesting yeah. i don't think it's that way in the comics i've never i, I don't never i don't think so stuff. that doesn't feel right to say but you know this was if this indeed was a liberty they took or a different artistic direction it was kind of cool as a payoff and just seeing mm -hmm. like yeah and seeing their home and their like kind of way of life and his ba his backstory was compelling yeah. you know and i like where they came at it yeah and from. they made him very level-headed and reasonable not like diabolical and wacky and evil. He was just like, hey, I just want to preserve my people in our way of life. Mm -hmm. So let's do business. Yeah. You know? And I thought that was reasonable. And it, but then he you know, was the villain because he said, if not, then I'm going to declare war on the surface world. That's where I thought the stakes got big enough to justify the movie. Yeah. But I felt like it was also just quite the turn where he was yeah, like, like, hey, he was like, let us kill this one girl. And she says, no. And he goes, then we're going to kill... Everybody. everyone on land and it's like wait a minute that's a that's a huge jump and you got to go from being like a it, it it takes away all of that stuff they build up that feeling that they built up that this was worth it that yeah. it was justified to then say then we're gonna literally kill billions of people on land to save our one well city. and clearly he's been living underwater and doesn't know what's going on because even though you know tony's gone captain america's gone uh thor is still a protector of, of the realm we got hulk like yeah. namor would get smashed by some of the S tier oh, yeah. uh, heroes. So clearly he doesn't know. I wonder if, I mean, I would assume he would have dealt with the snap. They would have had half of the population it, down there. It's everything on the planet earth. In, so. No, it's everything in the universe. Oh, you, that, which includes planet earth. It does. Sure does. So yeah, they were kind of snap proof, I guess. They, well, I would assume that they had half their population disappear for five years and no explanation. I don't know. Unless, they got, like, well, that's what I'm saying. They kind of didn't acknowledge yeah. other happenings or past uh, events in the MCU timeline. Um, also, please, go ahead. One more thing. Sorry. Why were some of them, like, human 
color and some of them were blue. Well, I think they were blue when they came up to the surface. I think they were in their human color when they were in their own world. That's what oh. I, I was trying to get really? that. Here's something, and okay. speaking of them and something I didn't understand, how come he raised the, or they were raised from the dead, but then he couldn't save that one that was attacked by a Nakia in their, in their base? Oh. They didn't explain that, did they? Or did I just miss it? You're right. No, she, that they, she bugged got the shit out of me. One shot for both of them, killed them immediately. Yeah. Versus getting impaled by Okoye's spear and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like she's like, and she said these were fatal blows to anybody else. And they just got right back up. Yeah, and then they just magically got back up, but he couldn't save. And That's a good point. I didn't like that. That just stayed with me the whole movie, hoping for a payoff or an explanation. Either I, I missed guess, it or the movie just didn't pay it off. Yeah. And that bugged me. That's, I never thought about they that. They made a point to make you notice. Yeah. But that, then that no, they're stronger and that they can hold up to that stuff. But then they get shot and they're once. they're white walkers. Two people get shot once and then they just die immediately. Do you suppose like, because, oh, and this is something I felt like myself getting not annoyed by, but somewhat frustrated with in the first movie. Vibranium can just do anything. And like in here now, it's a tractor beam and it can just do anything. I was very It's a get out, get out of jail free card. I was very frustrated in the first Black Panther when she just takes a little bead and sticks it in somebody's wound and it's like, all better. But they like couldn't save... she sticks it in the guy's spine. It's like, wait, that's not... That's they're too not loose with vibranium and just as a construct... And it's been it, that way. Yes, and it continued to be this it way. Absolutely, it expanded it yeah. even. For that matter, this is on record. Check out our original podcast on first Black Panther back in like 2018. I said this. We didn't get enough get enough of the Black Panther. Now, they had a little more story-based reasons for keeping the Black Panther uh-huh. kind of recessed. And that's fine. But I could have used more Black Panther instead of just a final 10-minute battle. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I thought it was really cool when she takes on that mantle. Um, it was a little tainted because she was coming with so much anger. Yeah. That it... I wasn't sure if the movie was trying to make her turn evil or if this was just like sort of this internal conflict that was going to be resolved within the movie, yeah. which is the latter, yeah. right? It was an internal conflict. She was like, I'm so angry. But then she realized at the end, she's like, but I'm not evil. And then she, everything was fine. I wasn't sure if they were going to let her go almost to the dark side in a way. Well, you remember. become more of a villain. But the, this is very tie into... Um tied into civil war it was baron zemo who killed uh-huh, uh, t'chaka his father and he didn't kill him when he had the chance this was namor killing her mom and she didn't kill him when she had the chance the temptation oh. was there so they he, she was trying to emulate her brother which i can understand and i appreciate that that's it's a good point a, it's a small little nuanced detail but that. yeah yeah good point. i didn't like how basically um the queen mother i forget her name um but yeah. angela bassett she was, I thought she was great for the time she was on screen. Yeah. Um, I didn't like how she was so dismissive of her own people in her grieving. She wanted Okoye stripped and gone. That seemed so... Yeah, but then she was willing to die for this kid she doesn't know. Yeah. That, that to me, they were a little, I was a little unsure of her motivations. Yeah. And maybe she was supposed to be erratic because she's grieving, but yet she was the one telling Shuri how to grieve. And she was the one kind of level-headed for her daughter. And I just felt that she was a little all over the place. Uh, but she was great for her time on screen mm-hmm. and not being super powered, never taking the heart shaped leaf to herself or anything like that. Speaking of the heart shaped leaf, I loved, even though I felt like the discussion on the car ride home maybe wasn't uh, up on this, but I loved Michael B. Jordan's cameo. I thought that was great. It served a purpose because they tried to yeah. explain how they weren't able to save T'Challa. 
because she like you burnt all the the uh, the heart shaped mm-hmm. leaves because of you we couldn't save my brother right and then it showed the dichotomy just like uh, just like when you know Luke sees uh, Vader beheads him in the vision but it's himself staring back at him kind of like who am I am I a killer or am I a savior right yeah yeah I didn't mind that at first I didn't like it yeah because I thought it was I don't know I guess I really was not expecting them to take her down this dark path. But then once they did, I, I didn't mind it. And I liked the fact that they resolved it and didn't make her a bad guy. Um, but it did come as a surprise. I did not expect to see Michael B. Jordan in this movie. I, I, I liked it. That guy is just so captivating when he's he on is. screen. Like even if it's for five minutes or a title role. I was, so when they showed him, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if they figure out a way to bring him back from the planes or whatever they call it. The Yeah. Spectral plane, or I, I yeah. can't remember. Is that what the it is? ancestral plane. ancestral plane? Yes. I, I was like, once I saw I him, I was like, really... ooh, I wonder if they can find a way to bring him back. Because he never should have died. We've been exactly. saying that for years. Exactly. But what's done is done. They should have given him a second chance, and he should have seen the the point in actually serving his nation, not himself, right? Or having a different viewpoint in doing so. But yeah, he he's awesome. Um, one thing that felt like a very kind of noticeable departure from the typical MCU format. Mm-hmm. And I think you had to to stay sincere in this movie um, to the fact that this is a story of loss as much as anything else. Um, they didn't attempt a lot of humor in this movie. Oh, they really didn't. Huh? No, I mean, when, when we're getting it like an overkill like Thor or Guardians, it was kind of nice to have a little more serious tone. And I appreciate yeah. that. My, my biggest thing, kind of circling back, was the pacing. I just felt like just somewhere along the way, it just got too long and it, I was tired of having my eyes open. I think I actually dozed you off. You actually did, yeah. Yeah, and you hit me. Uh, yeah. That's so hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I dozed off for a few minutes. That was emblematic of the fact that I had just gotten off work too. Um, but I, I didn't stay fully. I Just somewhere along the way, I just it was just like, we could have done this in 20 or 30 minutes less time. And I just felt like it got long-winded at the end I didn't like Ray Ray Riri Ironheart's suit. She looked like a Power Ranger mixed with RC, the female autonomous sure. robotus. That was something that in the car, everybody except she me, generic as hell, was pretty much anti Ironheart. And I was like, but I didn't mind her inclusion, and I I I don't mind them bringing her into this movie, so that because she's going to get her own TV spinoff. Show. Yeah, they've already announced. And so this is sort of the Marvel way of introducing somebody in a movie or a show and then bringing them into another property sure. and or or their own property i didn't mind it i i just but the more i did think about it was this is touching on what i said earlier if they would have gotten rid of her and then the sole thing was they were attacking like corporations that were building this machine and killing engineers so multiple people were dying. It was a larger threat. I think it would have been a little bit better, higher stakes at the beginning, which then means you don't need her at all. Yeah, I felt that she was the catalyst post saying goodbye to T'Challa uh-huh. for the content of the movie to come. She was the catalyst. And then she seemed very minute by the end. She was just a tag-along character at yeah. the end, you know? She kind of held her own, though, in the battle. Yeah. Um, I don't... I couldn't tell you any one particular sequence that I remember. Yeah. I, something like that. But. You know, and I know this is a very comic booky thing, but it does sort of... The whole thing about Iron Man was nobody can do what Tony Stark could do. He's 
brilliant, right? And while he's in this cave for so long and he builds this super... Um, Looks like the Iron Giant. Yeah, like he this um, archaic... Yeah, prototype of a mech that he builds and it looks bulky and it doesn't move fast and all that. And then it's only with his billions of dollars and unlimited resources and one it. of the smartest people in the world can he build the Iron Man suit. Yeah. So it does, I, once again, I know it comes from the comics, but it does sort of pull me out of that real world aspect when some 19 year old with no resources and no money can also just a make dad a, who used to be like a work on a car with yeah. her. I know that can was kind also of, make a, that was a little bit a of a leap suit. of faith to, to get you to believe that they can basically make the same tech probably 20 years difference. I feel like Tony yeah. Stark when yeah. we first got to meet him was probably like late thirties, early forties. I will say though, they did sort of touch on this. Her original suit she created was pretty archaic as well. It didn't cover her fully. It right. wasn't all, it, you know what it looked like? Up. It looked like the the, um, the the loader from Aliens when Sigourney Weaver fights oh, yeah, the Alien Queen. Did, it kind of looked like that, but just with the power of flight. And then it wasn't until she had the resources of Wakanda in that lab that she was able to really Refine make something it. that was like, that looked like a toy. Yeah. <laughs> but, she does feel just like she's only really meant to be on the small screen. I don't see her getting like a yeah. movie. And that's fine if that's how they introduce and like Lincoln Lee character. Yeah, she was perfectly she was okay. fine. Yeah. Um, Kind of one positive for me, yep. too. I really feel like they uh, did a great job of subtly showing you female empowerment. It wasn't hit you on on the head like in Endgame. I'm like, hey, let's team up, females. All right. Take yeah, that, Thanos. Yeah. It was so cheesy and fucking ham-fisted, and I hated it. But this one felt way more authentic mm -hmm. in a way that you didn't notice. You're just like, but then when I stop and think, I'm like, oh, damn, this was mostly uh, female heroes, you know, at different levels with different abilities, but all coming together. And I really like that. Yeah. Um, it was very female empowered. Like, yeah, all the males were dead yeah. <laughs> and, and the females were almost, Oh, they were forced to. Okay. But there was role. one male and left and I don't know why I really like, they fucking made him like a dummy in this movie. Really? Why? He, Cause he got his ass kicked by Namor. He provided a little comic relief. And then he's like, yeah, people can live here. Hey, I'm not sure if we should do this war. And that was his part. I just, I really like him as a character from the first one. And he seemed like really neutered in this one. And I didn't like that. I didn't see it that way. I could... He just felt lost. <laughs> like he was almost kind of rudderless in the waters of this movie. Well, I think it's because he's seen before in the previous movies to be sort of the brute that just wants to fight and attack. Yeah. And in this movie, he was actually a guide for peace. He was trying to talk Shiri out of her anger and all of that, which I think seems a little antithetical to what they built him up to be. Sure. I just wanted more for him and from him. That's all. Yeah. But I guess that's a good problem that I'm, you know, caring about a minor character. Yeah. 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 That, yeah that's true. And you know what, what? We haven't even talked about any of the action sequences at all, but I think that's because they were all pretty good. Yeah, like, they were. They were... Nothing sticks out in yes, a noticeable exactly. way for bad. Nothing, to, nothing sticks out as like an airport scene yeah. right from civil war but nothing is like just bad where where we talk about how poor the special effects were like in in the first in the first black panther movie the last fight scene with you couldn't see what was going no, on no it was super it cg was jumbled. It was ugly yeah so i think we've got most of our talking points across yep i'm i'm encouraged by this movie i've thought oh and by the way i'm just going to say this 
But I, I shared this with my girlfriend too, and she's in agreement. Lupita Nyong'o, who mm-hmm. was uh, Nakia, she is a beautiful woman. Oh, she's you gorgeous. You just look at her, and she's you're like, gorgeous. She pulls you in with her eyes, Absolutely. her her skin, her her facial structure. Yeah. Hopefully, boobs are on par. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But like, really this tell. is one of those situations where I wouldn't even care. Yeah, no, she's she's beautiful. I just want to her to know. So with um with that yeah. glaring review of that one person in the movie. Yeah. What would you give the overall movie? I'm a solid seven and a half. Gross. <laughs> no, I wish. That'd be an upgrade. Are you kidding me? For you and me both. I've yeah. I've showered with you. Uh, oh, multiple times. Yeah. Um, Today. Seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. I'm not willing to say it's like, it just... You know, it's interesting. I'm I'm there. It was, I'm, it I'm was right like there. above average, but still not great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is... Which is... <laughs> Also, I don't know, but the feel. An upgrade. These are descriptors. I, I'm not trying to like scientifically right. assign these to seven that. and a half. Yeah, seven yeah, that feels half. right to say. I think I think you're you're right. Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy this movie. I never for the felt most part bored, though. I did, I did feel that it stretched on a little long. Yeah. Um, I did feel that there were certain aspects of the plot that didn't make sense, and I would have changed certain things if I was just like a script doctor, um, which I. <laughs> No right to be. No, certainly. Um, you suck. But overall, I did enjoy the movie. Seven and a half. I like that. Do you suspect we'll see this was the last we've seen of Namor in any fashion? No, absolutely not. I and hope they not. tease that at the end where... Uh, She's like, yo, let's go to war with these fools. And he's like, no, no. He's like, no, I'm playing a long game here. Yeah. Let's, let's... We need, one day, we're going to need the Wakandans. Or no, he said the Wakandans are going to need support when the rest of the world tries to not necessarily attack, but basically take their vibranium. Yeah. And he said, we're going to be their only allies. So yeah. they're going to need us. So. Oh, and one last thing. Sorry, I know we already wrapped it up, really, yeah. but I didn't get a sense of Namor's true power. So is he like the Hulk? Because remember, he just smashed like M'Baku and sent him flying yeah. and shattered his armor. But then is he, I don't know. They did just I didn't get make a f- him super strong and able to fly with those tiny little wings. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it goes. I did appreciate that they called him a mutant because yes. he is in the comics yes. the first mutant. As well as, and he's hundreds of years old by now. Thousands. Well, hundreds. It showed him as a little kid in 14 something, it said on the thing in like the Yuc- BC. Yucatan Peninsula <laughs> okay, or what, whatever it was. I wasn't paying attention. Brandon, tell the, all the good people why you stall for me while I look up this information real quick all right. how they can interact with us, find us. Okay, so what Brandon's doing right now is he's uh, trying to find on his phone um, a shadow of the synopsis. I had which a book marked a going, minute ago. Which is where he's going to read me a synopsis. I'm going to guess what uh, what title it is, whether a movie, comic book, TV show, video game. Um, or some shit I just made up. Or something he just made up, which yep. would be really hard for me to guess. Yeah, it really would. In the meantime, I'm going to do the closing pieces and just say, hey, if you want to get a hold of us, Feel free to email us at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. You're right. And um, I don't think we have a plan of what our next episode might be. Maybe maybe like an Andor review or something like that. Or if you finish, you know, stay staying black, uh, going from Black Panther to Black Adam, if you finish that anytime soon. I do want to watch that pretty soon. So, yeah. So, but if you've got another idea It wasn't as bad as topic, I thought it would be. Yeah. And I don't know okay. if that's a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your point of view. All right. You ready? You look like you're ready. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shadow of the Synopsis. This is going to sound generic as hell. Great. All right, cool. We... Doing great. Doing great. Wheel Z is a small town where not much happens and everyone minds 
their own business. No one notices when evil slips in quietly, but when pe- and there's a comma there, but <laughs> comma when people find mutilated livestock and a woman goes missing, Sheriff Bill Party discovers an alien organism that threatens to devour all life on Earth. So short shadow the synopsis. Start deciphering. One of the people involved with this is a personal favorite of yours. Okay. I'm not going to say personal favorite, like top five, but he's someone I know that you are a fan of his work. So, how does that tickle you? I don't, I don't think I'm going to get this. Uh, I will there t- is something that sounds familiar. Like, I, I remember a storyline of, you know, cattle being mutilated, livestock and stuff like that. Um, I'm just not putting my finger on, on what it is. If I give you a hint that might make or break it. Maybe. James Gunn is involved. I won't say at what level. Oh, Peacemaker. No. Oh. But it makes you think, oh, maybe James Gunn has a type. I was thinking, I was thinking, what was the the big thing they were milking was the cow? That's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get it. This is one of his earlier things. Then. Yes, this is one of the more obscure but kind of cultish favorites before it, he really rose to is the... Is it like Slither or whatever? It is Slither. Slither? Okay. Yeah. I never saw Slither, so... It's actually... It's gross, of course, in yeah. typical James Gunn fashion, but you can definitely see, oh, this is the beginning of where you could see the type that he would later kind of have. Uh, it's got Michael Rooker, again, who is right. uh, from Guardians. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, Nathan Fillion. Like is, him. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Fillion? Fillion? Yeah. Uh, even Jenna Fisher from The Office is in it. Nathan Fillion Mignon. Yep, and a few others. I've watched it. It's there's definitely some gross out scenes, but yeah. it's that campy kind of fun, yeah, uh, body invasion story. So there you go. Okay, well, yeah. I don't think I ever saw it, so it's out there somewhere. No, it's not. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> All right, is everyone. over. Thanks for being a fan of our fandom. Oh, and stay geeky. That was the quickest. I know it's not like me, yeah. is it? But so we stop talking, though. Okay. Bye. Stay geeky. Again. <laughs>